What's up, guys? You are listening to the Toge Hour podcast. My name is Wade Best, owner of 129 Toge, and joining me are some of the area's most known individuals in the mountain pass scene. Here, we discuss the presence of US 129's Toge scene and the endless changing cycle of motorsport-related news. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Toge Hour podcast. Streaming in Dylan's ear because guess what? He's back. The insurance man is actually sharing a mic with me today. You can't see him again. We're doing no cameras, just mics only for Spotify. We'll bring the cameras back very soon for our Instagram page because we do need some content on the page itself. But today, before we start doing introductions to everybody, we're going to be talking about how to mod your car for the Mountain Pass and Tailgate Fest 2022 Spring Overview. Isn't it 2023? Yes. <laughs> Man was sniffing too much E85 at Tailgate Fest. He wasn't even on E85. We're keeping that in. (laughs) (laughs) And spring 2023, Tailgate Fest. This will be good for people coming to the fall one, too. It would be good. So the spring Tailgate Fest is always just kind of like a... Like uh, just dipping your toes in the water, and it it went really, really well. So I'm I'm pretty excited to elaborate on that. But anyways, we have Dylan to my left. You can't see him. Welcome back. Thanks. It's good to be back. I'm overdressed. I just came from a conference. Yeah, you're overdressed by like fourteen thousand (laughs) percent. Awesome. Yeah, it's like he just got done beating his wife. Oh my gosh! (laughs) (laughs) And there goes everybody. But yeah, it feels uh, it feels good to be back. I uh, I definitely missed. So this was the first Toge Fest I ever missed. And I was at Barber instead, which was like very cool. I get to do stuff with Haggerty, but um, it was it was hard seeing everybody just like be up there. And I wanted to be around everyone. I, I mean, so. th- this is the mountain driving and everything is where all my original friendship started. It's where I met you, Forrest, Austin. It's where I've met all you guys. Mm-hmm. And so missing out on that was it, it was it was rough, especially Friday night sitting in my hotel room and just like seeing everyone post about going up and all the runs. And um, honestly, this one, after the whole event, like, there wasn't a whole lot of commotion. Like, bad commotion. No. You know, there were, obviously, when you increase the amount of people, the risk increases. So, there's always going to be one or two things. But it wasn't, like, 20 things, like the 2021 Toge Fest. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But it feels good to be back. We'll see if I'm back next week. (laughs) Yeah. We'd love to have you back. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to jump way down there. We have Douglas James Smith, our Eurospec alignment man, slash... Car mechanic hero, how you doing? Man, it looks like you just got done doing a, doing an alignment out in the street. Uh, no, I didn't do that. I actually drove my freshly ceramic coated S two thousand here. Oh, but uh, yeah, you guys have to see it. It's it's so shiny. But we're not going to see it. It's dark. Oh, I have a new question. I want to ask you every week oh. since you see so many cars. What's your favorite car this week? This week, whoa. Um, seventy one Mach one Mustang. Oh, that gray was it? Gray? It was gray, yeah. silver, gray, whatever. Um, but what was cool about that is I did a the car the car that I did alignment on directly right before that was a twenty twenty three Mach one. So I literally went back in time immediately afterwards. <laughs> Which one would you drive? Into the time oh, I would absolutely probably have the twenty twenty three because I don't know how to work on half of the the seventy one. Fair. And I would track the absolute crap out of the Mach. And if it was Dude, the new Mustangs can bomb on track. Mm-hmm. 100%. Oh, and it yeah. was like this this beautiful, like deep purple color that mm-hmm. had like this blue pearl to it. Incredible color. I don't know what it's called. Sorry, Mustang people. But gorgeous car. Loved it. Nice. So I think I did a, must- a classic car every day today, except for today. I need to give you oh. my business cards. So when you do classic cars, give them one of my Haggerty cards. This podcast is partially brought to you by Haggerty. <laughs> I don't feel like I can <laughs> legally say that. Shameless plug. Yeah, but maybe one day. Maybe one day. That'd be cool. Shameless plug. Who can we talk to about that? Jason Camisa. <laughs> <laughs> Do you actually get to see that man or no? Uh, he's in, so everyone knows what Slack is. Like how you like text yeah. corporate work people, whatever. Yeah. And I'm in a bunch of Slack channels with him, like group chats. So there's a big media one. There's a motorsports one. So... I've seen his name pop up in a chat, and I'm like, that's neat. Yeah, that's cool. Because <laughs> yeah. he's one of the people that, like, that video that they did on the new 8.6 is why I bought a new 8.6. So. I watched their recent one with the drag race or something like that. It was the uh, it was the GR Corolla Yeah, that was uh, a good podcast. video. Oh, with, with, with the Launch of Delta? Yeah. 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 That was a, a really good a good episode. I love what they're doing on the, on the uh, YouTube channel. There's a wasp up there. For everyone that can't see, there's a massive wasp in here. Well, before I get taken out, dude, that thing is huge. Do you have any bug spray? 
He's ramming his head no, against the light bulb. I can throw a block. I can a center what? Right here. It's on a light. Okay, before we get <laughs> down there, we have Austin Simons, our Jazel Track Days instructor. Miata Man is right. What cleaner we call works. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, look at the left cabinet. Man's about to try to spray a B with PB blast. Oh my god. Okay. All I'm worrying about is the boat paint. That's the only thing I'm concerned about right now. Yeah, PB blast. So that's gel coat, not paint. Close to god dang enough. No, it's not. Anyway. How's it going, guys? Uh, during the chaotic part of this episode, <laughs> we can't. We are so distracted. <laughs> we are way too in depth. Guys, just focus on the We can't. We can't. The, We're seeing a man left. in a suit nearly oh trying to kill it. a walk. Yeah. Yeah. Aim it this way if you can. Yeah. Oh, this oh, is fantastic. Hold on, wait, hold on. I'm also in like dress shoes and slacks. For the people that can't see, this has to be funny. This is oh, this is gonna be a so we have there's some reels on? here. <laughs> oh, oh, we have a man oh, in, a full, <laughs> in full dress. Dude, wear. That thing's gonna fall right on you. I ain't scared. I ain't scared. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Kill it! Stop it! Kill it! Wait! Stop on it! Wait his ass! This man grabs the chair. You have shoes on, dude. Dude, look at the stinger on this guy. <laughs> Oh, you halved him. Okay, can we continue with the podcast? <laughs> he got halved. Oh my god. He got guillotined. Oh I gotta get it. Also, keep going. We're gonna get a different chair. Anyway, yeah. welcome to the podcast. And the, uh, the <laughs> light's gonna drip on his forehead. We apologize to everybody that just had to listen to that and crank their volume all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, that's gonna drip on your forehead. Just a I warning know, to you. And your, your fancy suit. Yeah, right here. Fancy suit? It's a shirt from Target. Okay, and we're back. We got Austin Simons over there. How are you doing? I'm doing well, doing well. How about yourself? That's fantastic. Or Jay's little track days instructor, Miata Man. You got a track day coming up, don't you? I do this weekend, this Sunday at AMP. Ooh, that'd be nice. AMP JDM versus DTM. Ooh. Isn't that gonna sold out? Uh probably. Yes. Dude, they've been selling out like crazy. They sell it so fast. I'm so proud of James. That's awesome. Yep. I actually uh I signed up for uh, Jayzilla and Gridlife event in Barber. Ooh, in oh, that'll be fun. Sorry, I'm kind of fading back in actually, now. Uh, I heard somebody call accidentally call it Grip Life, and I think that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's actually cool. all right. Yeah, Grip Life. Yeah, yeah. I can cool. see some G35 with a windshield banner that says that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think this. So. I think this past weekend we converted a few people to try Jayzilla, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, see how that goes. We'll I'll talk say, about that here a little bit. Spreading the good Lord's word, and then we have the <laughs> BRZ man. Oh, he's been upgraded. He doesn't have his have Miata right now. Or downgraded. Ooh. I don't know, probably downgraded. I guess, Linear for, I guess for me, that's downgraded. <laughs> yeah, lateral move. Yeah, yeah. lateral, lateral move. move. <laughs> no, I do have uh, some updates about that. Uh, so Thomas Couch, by the way, sorry. Yeah. So I do have, I did actually get my base map tune in today. I've already imported it, imported it into the tuning software and... Literally the only thing that I was waiting on was the base map tune. Okay. So he can he can literally start on it tomorrow, and I would be fresh and ready to go with everything. I'm so excited to see that car back. It's I been just, a while. I just want my cams. I just want to hear. I see you just want to drive call it. cams. Yeah, that, that's that's really what it is. I just want to drive my car because while I do enjoy the BRZ, I like my NC better. Correct. Just because I feel like it's more me. But going back into the track side of things, Wednesday, yesterday, I signed up for JZL Essence of Summer, which is June 17th. It's coming up. Uh, well, June 18th, and it's, it's the weekend little... of the 18th. So it's like five weeks away, man. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think it's the week before at, uh, the one at Barber. No, it's not. It's the week after. After. Yes. Fall. Yes. So. And I signed up for Yellow Group too. Ooh! So as we Get know, the pass anywhere now. That's right. As we know, last no, year yellow. I did do my check. Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Okay, I'm yes. an idiot. Sorry. Yellow Group is like a small wheel to wheel racing yes. group without wheel to wheel racing. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's bumper to bumper. As so. knows, <laughs> last year I did my check ride at Red Atlanta at, during S's of Summer. 
before my clutch hydraulics went out, and I fortunately passed my check ride, and then I did not get to run at all for the rest of the rest of the weekend. Well, I remember but, that. Yeah, but I did get my check ride in, literally the session before, before last session before lunch that I passed. So I'm good for yellow. I'm in yellow. Fantastic. It should be should be a fun fun time. You'll enjoy it. Yellow was my favorite group when I was there. I need to get back. Um, I still get back down to yellow just because it's yeah. fun. Dude, yellow is so fun. That's it's like everyone's really people. well paced in yellow group and super respectful too. I mean, everyone in every group's respectful, but yellow group is just like you got these new guys that are come from blue. They're yeah. just trying to learn more. You know, give everybody space, and it's their first time passing anywhere on track, so they're mm-hmm. trying to get used to that. So that's what makes it really that special. That was one thing that Eric did point out in my check ride. Which obviously passing anywhere on track coming from blue, and blue you're only allowed to pass on straights. Yellow, it's pretty much anywhere. Just have to be cautious with doing it in turns, such as, as he said, especially with trying to point by going down in the S's or in the S's. Mm-hmm. Really, he said you really got to watch about that and be mindful and careful about that. It is. It's weird because it gets. It seems narrow or it seems wide, it's, but it's actually. It, really it's narrow. actually pr- the line that you actually end up taking is. It's straight through almost, mm-hmm. and he said that you really got to watch about giving point buys going down, especially going down in to the S's. Because sure do. Sure as do. wide as we know where Atlanta is, the S's are not that wide. Nope. Nope. Not at all. But speaking of S's, which has nothing to do with what I'm about to say, but it's a good <laughs> transition because Doug's not doing the, the transitions worst, like he the was. The worst segue one. ever. Yeah. But S's on the dragon. Seen some cool people fly by. Hey, we made that work. Oh, that worked out pretty yeah, good. There you go. You saved it, man. But yeah, Toge Fest. You know, uh, this, what you need to do to your car, what you need to do to yourself before you hit the mountain pass, or maybe they help you out on the mountain pass, not telling you to go up there and just absolutely run like a maniac because that is really dangerous. Also, this can apply to track stuff. Yeah. As well, yes. what we're talking we're about. We're going to orientate a lot of track stuff it's a good to your allegedly spirited driving. Yeah, it's a good cross-section because, I mean, what you're doing to your car for the mountain, you absolutely should do for track. Obviously, so before I feel like we get too crazy into this, I will tell you, day in, day out, every second, sign up for an HPD. Okay? It's safer. It's better. You'll have a lot more better time. You'll most likely bring the car home. And... Don't have to worry about paying that extra ticket for. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. I, gotta, I have about that. I got a plug really yeah. quick. Go what ahead. is it? Haggerty sells track day insurance. That's right. Yep. As long as the car is valued over thirty five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so not me honest. Not me honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe maybe my NC, but not like NA. But you absolutely <laughs> can purchase track day insurance if you guys I'm are worried. Right uh-huh. <laughs> if you guys are worried, you can always. Here we go. If you guys are worried, you can always purchase track day insurance. Yeah. So it is something that if you're like, oh, it's my daily driver, I don't want to do a track day, like you at least have that that's covered. So that's cool. So what Wade was saying, like you don't have to pay that extra ticket. Sometimes that ticket and court costs and lawyer fees and everything can be, you know, five, six hundred dollars. Which is a weekend at Road Atlanta. Which is literally a weekend at Road Atlanta like with, with Jay gas. Zilla. <laughs> with gas. Yes, which is a weekend at Road Atlanta with Jayzilla for S's of Summer. Yeah. So, or Preheat Petite. Also, if you guys are really, if, if people get worried, I, I, I want to get into the car prep stuff soon, but if people are worried, especially about like Road Atlanta can be an intimidating track for a lot of people. I think that, it's one of the best tracks. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, you can either start at a track like AMP or just, dude, start at Autocross so you get a feel for the limit. And if you absolutely just mess up a turn completely at an autocross what do you skip across the parking lot what do you do hit a few cones yeah and and spin out worst case scenario you hit a bystander who signed up for it yeah worst case scenario (laughs) but but i always hear you know a lot of us talk you know go from you know mountain driving to track driving and as much as i'm not a big fan of participating in autocross i think the principle of autocross translates very well to track drive like hpde like road course track driving Mm -hmm. i've never seen anybody do a lot of autocross and suck on track yeah they do a lot of autocross and they are the the principles of driving quickly are instilled in them early and in a safe manner and they can apply that to track driving yeah and so i was recommend if people are nervous bro go do an autocross and autocrosses are cheap too like literally majority of regions have an autocross like Mm -hmm. austin said a few episodes ago franklin 
North Carolina has an autocross. If Franklin has, North Carolina has yeah. an autocross. If, has if an autocross, they have an autocross, everybody. anybody has yeah, an autocross. It's kind of like you can literally be across in like 15 minutes, maybe, or yeah. less. Also, has an autocross. Also, if you are nervous about doing track days, which you know is a normal thing, come spectate. Yeah, I think that's a good way to yeah. throw your Oh, yeah, there. ride along. Yeah, totally. yeah. Come, come find me. I'll give you a ride along. Like, and they're usually free. Yeah. Most, I, I will say, Jayzilla is free. Some track days are like 15 Some bucks. Some organizations are not free to spectate. Yeah, but it's worth it, man. It's like watching someone else take a test. Yeah. <laughs> you just get to watch them, you know. No, <laughs> but but you get to learn there's so many avenues to learn before you're even behind the wheel on track yeah. there's autocross you can watch film you can ride along you can spectate there's so many different things we, you can do spe- oh spectating is what i did for before my first track day speaking of ride-alongs i forgot to mention this i rode in an indy car at barber oh what? yeah i rode in the back Catherine leg which is a female indy car driver okay. uh i rode in the back they had a two-seat indy car and it was with a team that just like came over and handed us you know some slips to go do it um uh, yeah i got to ride in the back of an indy car oh it's cool dude it it's weird it sounds like a k-series <laughs> because i was in the back right the engine's right behind it's me right there yeah and i was like this sounds like it's in v-tech man <laughs> But it was it was really so cool. Really I just slowly really turn around like, wait a minute. Did you see a Honda logo. <laughs> Which doesn't Honda actually run any cars? Yeah, HBD. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, Honda and Chevy yep. and McLaren. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. McLaren was decked out, and then Chevy had a couple teams there. Bitnell, B I T N E L, is the team that gave us the ride longs. Um, but they were like, they had five cars doing it, and so we just got kind of mixed up. So I got put in. Uh, it was a. I think it was like the IndyCar, IndyCar, like the IndyCar branded IndyCar. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was super fun. Went around Barber in, uh, what was it, a minute and 11 seconds? Oh, so Something almost like a Miata spin pace. That's right. <laughs> but, but it was really cool, but it was it, it was odd. I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. Because I, I, I don't know what it is. I guess it's used to like the G-forces of yeah. like being up here or something or so many track days at this point, like being on the track. I was just like, this is faster than usual. But I kept seeing people get out. Granted, they're just regular people. They're not driving fast and all yeah. that. And they were like, oh my God, yeah. And I was just like, that was neat. That was neat. Like it was an experience. That's how I yeah. thought it would feel. Yeah, and that's the best way to describe it. It felt how I thought it would feel. Like I wasn't blown away. I wasn't surprised. But I am very thankful I got to do that. Yeah, Because, cool. I mean, that is some peak technology. And you could see when they're in the pits working on the cars and they take off like the side fairings, you see the turbo right there. Yeah, yeah. It is so neat. Back talking about other stuff. So, I had to back on topic. Oh, okay. That is fantastic, by the way. Yeah. But, tip number one to just driving the toge, HPD. Sign up for track day, like we were talking about. Seat time is the best mod that you can do. It yep. really is. It's helped me tremendously, not only just driving spiritually, but just driving around town. It makes you more aware. It really Did you say does. driving spiritually? Spiritually, yes. Yeah. Look what or Jesus spiritedly. Like, have you not seen this spiritedly? Yeah. <laughs> he uses his aura to steer the car. Spiritually, yeah. You never watched Mr. Ghost. You never seen the Mister Hey, he's sniffing that wasp spray that I sprayed earlier. <laughs> <laughs> we, had to, we had to do some. Uh, Are you gonna put that in? Cool. Like, is it gonna fade in for or fade out from when we started the? They chaos? will definitely hear it. Somebody's gonna be like, "What is all that noise?" <laughs> yeah. There's no way they'll avoid it. Oh, like, like, I had to cut the podcast. There's no way that was a. That was absolute chaos. I hope you make that a real. <laughs> so, I, I took a video of it it's just for you yeah I, I got one too that's funny but one thing I noticed this weekend during Tuggy Fest was it's good to have really stiff suspension because a lot of these cars that come up to the mountain pass anyways are track cars you usually see them on HPD mm-hmm. um, but usually for the mountain pass though stiff suspension is not really the best way that you want to go Mm-mm. it is really bouncy and it, it can, can hop, just hop around yeah. the yeah, wrong way it'll, it'll hop around it'll, a lot you need a gradual rebound stiffness is what it yeah. Is. yeah like that's why, so, that's why yours do so well mm-hmm. i drove rich's gt350 up there and just driving and, and the g80 that i uh, borrowed and both of them they're the most compliant in their like not comfort setting but normal yeah but when you put them in like stiff sport mode Dude, the car becomes super uncomfortable. But Rich even said he feels the most comfortable driving spiritedly on the Dragon with the GT350 in comfort mode. Because so. it kind of just, it, it wallows. It absorbs it, a bunch of the, yeah. the bumps and stuff. Right, versus like it just getting hooked around a lot. Because that's yeah. a lot of weight to be thrown around quickly. Yeah. But if it can transfer softly, it's way easier. 
So yeah, compliance suspension is key. Yeah. You want to make sure you're not just out there, oh dude, I, someone's going to say something. Make sure you're not just out there running bad BCs, BCs that haven't been revalved or replaced in four, five, six years. And if, by the way, if, if you've had coilovers, if you've had, coil, oh, I know Wade, I'm calling Wade out too on this one. But if you've had coilovers for more than like three years, I would, be rebuilt. I would highly recommend getting them rebuilt or just looking at potential replacement. Uh, options. My <laughs> <quiet>. <laughs> I know. I'm, dude, I'm slinging a hammer, but uh, but it is a fair point. I mean, no, you, you get used to a car to a degree, but there becomes a point past where the suspension becomes compliant well, and it starts to fade. I've read a few books on this and listened to and on, yeah. Weird, I can read for frankly. Um, Strange. Listen to an ungodly amount of podcasts, and mm-hmm. a lot of like pro suspension guys, their biggest complaint, especially when they first get onto a team and they're like looking at like what previous guys done and stuff like that, is that they're always oversprung. Yeah. Almost always, you find a car that's oversprung. It has two stiff springs, and that'll be the first thing they do is they'll soften everything up. Nope. I mean, you read Adrian Newey's book, uh, How to Build a Car, and like that was one of the first things. That he mentions is almost all these cars are oversprung. Yeah, I know you have people with like 14k spring rates front and like 18k rear. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's not like if you go look at people that do like grid life, whether it's GLTC or Time Attack or whatever, like they're not running stuff like that. Look at what works on other people's cars, and you don't have to copy it, but just use it as data to bring back and to just look at and say, you know what, I'm going to use this to make an informed decision. And extrapolate your own thoughts and ideas from it. That way you can be able to, like, okay, 9K is too stiff for the rear. Maybe if I go down to an 8K or a 7K spring, maybe that will be better for the way I'm driving this car currently. Right. Soft springs bring you up to momentum. And momentum carry is really important. And this is actually quite fun because Austin's car keeps getting slower. And slower. Sorry. Keeps losing power, but is getting faster because it can carry more speed. (laughs) (laughs) Way to throw him. He's like, so Austin's getting slower. (laughs) Way to throw him under the bus. I mean, it's just now I just he knows it throttle, too. Hold the yeah. throttle longer in the quarters is yeah. all now. It's like well, yeah, that engine. How many miles are on that engine? Almost three hundred thousand. No, yeah, it's two. It's almost two ninety four as of this after this weekend. Yeah. What's the progress on your Miata swap? Not a lick. <laughs> <laughs> Do they even know about it? Have you mentioned it on the podcast? Uh, I mean, no, no, not really. Oh, oops. What's yeah. funny? Should is, we? No, keep it a surprise. Yeah, let's keep it a surprise. Being at a pull off during the. Uh, being at a pull off TGFS, watching him doing just solo runs. Oh me? Uh, no, him. Oh, his guru. Uh, I was just, I was hanging out. I think on, on Parsons and with. Oh, like, was that you people. there? Yeah, I was one I did a lot of solos. I had a, uh, I had a whopping like sixteen miles till empty. Oh nice. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I was parked. Um, speaking of being in pull offs, we were talking about this before the podcast. Yes. What? I was doing a little slide. I'm gonna let them finish talking. What I was getting at before he's like raising his hand like a student. Well, I don't want to over talk. That's the most annoying thing on podcasts is when people over talk each other. Um, to everyone that was at Toge Fest, or if you plan on coming to Toge Fest, or if you plan on coming to any mountain road and sitting in a pull off, scoot your car back away from the white line. Please, for the love of whatever you worship, get off the white line. God. There were, that is one thing I've seen, and it got brought up a lot at this Toge Fest because there were some people that touched the yellow a little bit, and obviously we're pretty strict on that. Um, in terms of just personal opinions. And they had to do that because there were people like a foot off the white line. And if that pull-off is so small that you have to be that close to the white, just try finding a different there. one. Mm-hmm. And also, if everyone takes up the pull-offs, where am I going to no, pull-off at? Where, where's regular traffic going to pull-off so people can drive? Yeah. So just have some pull-off etiquette. Everyone wants driving etiquette. Have some pull-off etiquette. Mm-hmm. Um, but sitting in a pull-off, try to stay away from the white lines. It just it lowers the risk. So for from the cars going by to you to everything, it just lowers the risk. And before, real quick, before Doug gets back into his, like we mentioned that on the previous episode yeah. about, you know, Oops, what, I wasn't here. and how to prep it. <laughs> Oops, I wasn't You know, so, and we did mention that and we are going to mention that again. And if we're still doing this through Fall Tugget Fest, guess what? We're going to mention it again. We sure will. Oh, 100%. Right, Doug, continue. Uh, there was an instance over the, over the night Pretty much, I had to leave around midnight, midnight ish, because I did not realize uh, 
my tire pressure low light, which I was airing down for the mountain that, that night, um, and my low fuel light are the same color. So I'm doing a halfway run. That was the one that we turned around at the overlook. Yeah. And you slowed up to nothing and then just went bye-bye to every six other cars in that group. And Sean tried to chase you. Um, I think you were in it. Uh, I was back You there. were in there. Yeah. There was a lot of BRZs. Yeah I, yeah. yeah. I made it about halfway down and then it said low fuel. I went, oh, crap. Um, and when you get a low fuel light three quarters away down toward the North Carolina side of the Dragon, your closest gas station is... 17. It's 17 miles from the store, the one in Robbinsville, because the Sunoco closed the shelf, 17 miles. Yep. And then what What about going to the Tennessee side? Which one's the closest? Uh, Fast Lab is usually closed. Yeah, it's the one that the X is, but the pump, pumps stay open. Yes. Yeah, the oh, they do? Yeah. 24 hour pumps. Yeah, because when I finally made it there, I had seven miles to empty. So yeah. I bet from <laughs> Tapcat, call it Tapcat, which is my marker 11, I bet from there the Fast Lap is probably also about 17 miles or something like that. I agree. Yeah, it's, so, probably, it's about 15 or so miles, yeah. So yeah, like I said. Well, right. Tennessee side was closer to home, so I was like, all right, screw it, I'm going Yeah. Home. Um, but I was hanging out there and, and watching him. He did a few solo runs and I mean, obviously he didn't know I was there watching him and it was funny cause he is carrying more speed through corners, but instead of being straight, it's more sideways. So he's using more like throttle control, uh, mm-hmm. through corner instead of brake control. It's like a quick dab brakes and then it's halfway si- like faint drifting the whole rest of the corner on his wore out RS fours. I feel like he's talking to me. Just figuring out more about his car. He's like, if I go slower, <laughs> I can be faster. <laughs> but I will say, uh, Tugget Fest was, I mean, I, allegedly, I should say, uh, probably some of my fastest runs I've ever done. Yeah. Uh, because. 35 miles an hour ever. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I was on the RE's, the 71 RS's. Which, in, absolutely incredible tire. In the past, you see. Fantastic tire. In, incredible. I will say I was hyping them up months ago and when I ran them. And so what do you guys think now? If we had to rank them again, what would you give oh, them? Oh, they're still on one? top. Yeah. They're, they're even higher now. <laughs> <laughs> they're above heaven. It's like, dumb. Car, my car was already fast on the original 71 hours. Mm-hmm. This is just like. It was dumb. It was, it's cheap. I didn't get my ride Wednesday. Mr. Oh, I'll take you for a ride Wednesday. Bring super up. Oh, sorry. I did get my <laughs> RS4 to so heat cycle. Yeah, also Dolly showed me a picture. I was like, those are what, three years old now? Yeah. As we talk about like how to prep your car and we talk about tires oh. all the time. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I buy these tires. I, I buy these tires a lot because, you know, I, I'm broke. Uh, but anyway, so My finally got these three year old RS4s to heat cycle, but it came at a cost. Came at a cost of it delaminating. Oh, <laughs> oh look, it's a six sixty. Wait, oh. those are so I did that to Ashley's RS4s. Yeah, I remember that. Awesome. Yeah, very fast too. But they did heat cycle. <laughs> That's where the it took four all the way to the bottom. Where it says at fan. Four back to back runs Jeez. to get it. Heat cycle. I was going to say, what's the next point for Tires. people prepping there? So we have so far to recap: we have suspension, driver mod, driver mod, suspension. Stay away from the white line. Stay away from the white line with momentum. Make sure there's gas in it. <laughs> yeah, we have to make sure there's gas. Yeah. And then we have tires. Tires! Which is always good. So, go ahead. So, because I am the prime example of what not to do. Correct. Um, <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Uh, <laughs> so, tires are definitely something that, especially for the, if you're new to mountain driving, or track driving. Or track driving in general. Anything. The biggest thing is just make sure that they're safe. And, and not, like as soon as I started delaminating these RS4s, I pretty much called it. Like I called it Saturday night. I was like, yep, we're chunking them. They're starting to like peel. They're literally peeling away rubber. And for the people that don't know what delamination looks like or they don't know how to measure their 30 seconds, bro, if you are guessing on your tires or if you just feel uncomfortable, if you feel something vague from the wheel, Lower it a couple tenths, man. If you're going eight tenths, try six tenths. Just enjoy the drive because there are so many instances where people don't have a full grasp on their tires' capabilities and overestimate them and wreck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but the biggest thing is just make sure that your tires are safe. Yeah. Um, They can be all seasons. It does not matter, in my opinion. In fact, I would, especially if you're new, I would rather them be an all season or like a 300 treadwear. Uh, a lot of times for new beginners, I recommend the 
Extreme contact sports. The continental extreme contact sports. Dude, those tires are crazy good in the wet. Because they're in the rain, you can daily on them, and you can still do a little bit of a heat cycle on them. So it teaches you the goods and bads of heat cycling a tire without punishing you like, say, running an RE would and trying to do a hard run right out the gate with an RE. They also communicate very well. Exactly. I like the uh, the Yokohama Advan Apex V6 ones. Yeah, I'm starting to really like those tires. They are probably some of the best rain tires I've ever had. After I put, like, I'm going to say this, after I put eight heat cycles in them, Mm -hmm. they are really, really good. But yeah, like, that's the biggest thing. I enjoyed mine. That's the thing about tires. Everyone has, like, you can have a performance list of tires. Like, we can just put the RE and the AO52, like, right there. But everyone's still going to have their favorite tires that they feel a lot more comfortable driving on. So that's one thing that you have to key into is being comfortable in the tires that you want to drive on. Regardless of if it's a 340 treadwear to a 200 treadwear or if you just want to get crazy and you live 10 minutes away on your 100 NT01. Or Or Maxxis RC1 semi-slick. Everyone, I mean, everyone has their preference. The big thing, it goes back to understanding the limits of your car. Like if you're wanting to drive, you know, quickly, whether it's on the mountain or at autocross or on a track, I think the biggest thing, whether it comes with like brakes, suspension, tires, whatever, is like have a control. Like I, I don't want to segue too far from tires unless we're Well, this about is that. actually what we're going to develop into next. So go ahead. Well, I was going to talk about just, oh man, you took it from me. Um, but just having like an overall control so like don't over mod your car that's what i was gonna say mm-hmm. you have a ton of people that are like you know what i should do to my car turbo it no they, they say example what don't over mod your car a lot of well no i'm saying a lot of people try to do like everything they try to do tires big brake kit coilovers like all this stuff that they haven't even learned the car to the limit of its stock yet and so a lot of people enjoy modding their car and i get that but i highly recommend just learning the car stock and then adjusting the weak points from there. So when it comes to tires, like I can only speak from personal experience, but I wouldn't go straight to a 200 treadwear. I would on your stock tires and your stock brakes and your stock suspension, just try a 300. And if your car came with 300s, then wear through a couple sets, get used to how they feel. And when you're comfortable, upgrade accordingly. It's slow and you have to have a lot of patience, but dude, it can teach you so much when it comes to driving. That's the bi- and it's also that's the biggest excuse I hear for both people who want to come up to the dragon and for people who go to the track who want to go to the track. I've had friends who you know like live out near Charlotte or Florida or whatever, and they're like, "I'd love to go to the dragon, but my car's just not ready." What's well, not ready? Like, oh, I want to get stickier tires. I want to get aero. Yep. Or same, and it's the same excuses want, with the I track. I want more power. Well, yeah. Or exactly. Any of those things. It none of it matters. Yeah. Make sure your car's safe, drivable, take it. Yep. And I mean, it, it comes with, you know, there are locals that, not even like us, like people that live, you know, in Robbinsville on the North Carolina side that drive over here every day in regular cars. Mm-hmm. And they drive just fine. Yeah. Some of them are absurdly quick in like a Chevy Cruze. And it makes no sense. But because they drive the road, they their car has been the control group for probably 10 years for a lot of them. And so they completely understand how the car is going to act. It, the one thing you can't change is the gap between the driver and the car. And I'm using my hands for everyone listening. If the driver is, say, at level one and the car gets modded to level nine, you, well, filling the gap is where people wreck. But if the driver's at a two and the car's at a two, there's no gap to fill and it's cohesive. Mm-hmm. But if the driver's at a two and the car's at five, it's still kind of difficult to fill that gap. Mm-hmm. So if you can grow with the car especially if the car has a high ceiling and you can approach that slowly, then you learn more as a driver versus like, I'm going to buy a new M3 and I'm going to put 20 by 10s on it, 200 tread wear, put like my Hawk ER1s. Isn't that what they are? The endurance ones? Yes. The ER1s? Yeah. Like I'm going to do that and I'm going to make 600 wheel and then I'll go to the Dragon. And Just take it stock. Pass by a Miata. Yeah, and you get passed by probably a stock Miata. Or Chevy Cruze. Or Chevy Cruze. <laughs> or so, a Chevy Express fan. Yeah, so that's, you know, we're talking about all these different things, parts of the car. It made me think, stop over-modifying your car. There's somebody I know with an 8.6, and he's like, I need to change my sway bars, and I need a big brake kit for this and thermal capacity. And And I was like, how many track days have you done? Mm -hmm. How often are you driving the car spiritedly? He's like, none. Why? And he has a new 8.6. That's a great learning tool stock. Mm -hmm. And so I, I told him, I was like, don't do a thing. If you already ordered the parts... Like have them in, you know, to the side, go drive for a little bit and see what the weak points are. Do you even need to upgrade your sway bars? Are you exceeding the limit of the stock sway bar that much 
where you're like, you know what? The aftermarket has to fix this. This is better than Toyota and Subaru's engineering. You shouldn't have to have parts fix your driving style. Correct. You should be able to learn. And if, and if something's weak, if you're putting 200s on your car and, and they're only like a 215 width and it just doesn't have enough grip anymore and you're exceeding that because your driver level is at a three and now the car's at a two, mm-hmm. bring the car up to a three. Yep. But if you're at a two and the Maybe. car's at a three... The driver needs to come up. Maybe go to a, you know, say like a, a first-gen BRZ from a 215 stock tire to a, I don't know, a 255 with an wheel. That's a huge difference. But, yeah, that's a big gap. <laughs> but go back to a 300 treadwear. I love that. Yeah, I agree. Like what I did on mine. Because yep. I had 615K pluses on mine on the stock wheels. Love I it. put the wheels and tires on it. I went back to a 280 treadwear. Yep. Because that way the change isn't so drastic. Yes. But like... A 215, 200 to a 265. 200. Massive difference. Huge difference. And now the car's out of five and the driver, now granted you would, are up there as well, but yeah. that could make the car I mean, go from a two to a five and the driver might still be out of two. Yeah. You have this three level gap to cover. That's when wrecks happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doug, oh, I'll say allegedly, but Doug, Doug's seen me throw, throw my beers around a little bit Saturday night around dusk. Yeah, I can't. I can't run with you guys at night. There's just no way. I just don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You hear him screaming like a bat outside. The <laughs> <door>. <laughs> Dude, uh, I hit a bat. Yeah, yeah I, heard. I heard. Yeah. Out topic. I hit a bat at suppose at allegedly <laughs> the non, speed limit. Non over the speed limit. Let's put. Let's put it so over. you're driving the speed limit. and You allegedly hit a bat. Yeah, okay. You, hit, you hit a bat at 80 at Road Atlanta. Let's say I allegedly yeah. hit a bat at 78 miles per hour at Road Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. Fair um, enough. Good thing it was on track. Yeah. But we, when we were during the daytime, yeah, yeah, man, was that petite ball? Yeah. All the track marshals are sitting there like, "What is he doing?" Which is like, ah. He was an hour ten of a champ car event. Brings me up to my next point. Being comfortable. You know, we talk about all these mods and everything. If you're going out there and you're, regardless of where you're at, if you're going faster than your limits or just if you're going fast enough where you don't feel comfortable, dude, you need to pace it down. You should be more than speedy. I will put put it that way. Speedy and be comfortable about it. Like it shouldn't even phase you to just naturally move the car how it should be moved. People think speed covers that gap, the level thing I was talking about. People think speed covers that. It does not. And everything we're saying applies to track and mountain driving. So we're not telling you to like go set lap records on the Dragon because A, that doesn't exist. And B, that's highly illegal. But like this stuff applies to track too. If you're out in blue group and everyone is flying by you, stop trying to keep up with them and just tone it down. The best thing you can do in any circumstance is be humble and teachable and just learn. Or what you can do like say like what Dylan just said, you know, if you're out in blue group, say at like Road Atlanta, no. and you've got people just, and you're constantly pointing by, have an instructor sit in with you. Yeah. And like, hey, what what can I do to you know, oh. maybe improve? For people that don't know, blue is novice solo. So it goes yes. green, with, which is like brand new with an instructor, yes. to blue, which is, that's a big jump for some people. Yeah. Going from yes. green with an instructor to blue solo. Yeah. And so sometimes people might get a little bit nervous. Bro, if you're uncomfortable, tell a professional. And that applies to like life. Mm-hmm. But on the track, if you're uncomfortable, dude, grab a professional, grab an instructor, mm-hmm. have them hop in there and be like, just help me. Have them drive your car. Because yeah. if they're an instructor, they probably know how to drive. Yeah. Or ride with them. Or ride with them. Yeah. So, yeah, I like Wade's point about being comfortable. I like that. Yeah, definitely want to be comfortable in any situation that you're in. You want to be able to be in control for the most part. If you're taking a turn and you start oversteering, especially if you're in a power car, um, if you're just like matting the gas and hoping that the car is going to turn, that's not good. It's, you should it, be. It's going to turn, full, but not the way you want it. Wait, what? You should be in full consumption. <laughs> you have to make seventy-eight horsepower. It's yeah. different. Yeah. It's different. What? You, you guys don't do that. <laughs> but yeah, that's I actually. So my second track day I ever did was in a Fiesta ST, and I was at Road Atlanta, and I was going into turn one, and I had just been bumped to blue. I was going into turn one in a Fiesta ST. And I was like, man, the car's about to understeer. So guess what I did? I completely lifted. Oh, how'd that work out? I was two feet from the inside concrete barrier. Like nose pointing. So I lifted and the car, obviously Fiestas are super stiff in the rear. Mm-hmm. And the car just lift off oversteered and it just kept going. And dude, I was foot in on the brake, 
hand on the e-brake. I've never pulled an e-brake that hard in my dreams, man. And I was two feet from that concrete barrier. Because I didn't I didn't know what a fiesta did at 90 plus miles an hour when you Lifting lift off over steering. Yeah. Yeah. So it it helped me going back and saying, okay, let's go to a skid pad, let's figure out going dry and then lift off over steering into the skid pad. This is what happens. This is what I can expect. And then, you know, like Wade mentioned, kind of dialing it back. So I was going, say, I don't remember the speed, theoretically 90 into that turn. Let's go 70 and lift and see what happens. Okay, well, it kind of tracks out, but I can catch it by matting the throttle. Okay, maybe I should study lift off oversteer and see how to manage it and learn all these different things. And it's, again, my the Fiestas, I learned so much from and I didn't mod them. My driver level grew. But the car really didn't. I, blew, I might put some sticky tires. I think I put some 200s on one of them mm-hmm. and like big brakes on my white one. But like my driver level grew, but the car really didn't. So I could exercise the limits of the car almost all the time. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't uncomfortable. So if your level is above the car's level, A, you can't have an ego to realize that. Like can't be like, oh, I know everything about this already. The car's not even there. Like I can drive however. But if you are exceeding the limits of your car comfortably and safely – in a controlled manner, I think that's where you can get a lot of learning done. Yeah. That's what I did in the Fiesta when I almost absolutely biffed it going into turn one. That was a big learning lesson. And I slowed way down for a long time. The rest of that track day was very slow for me. <laughs> very slow and very brown. A lot of, a lot, I usually take a lot of my front-wheel drive students out on the skip pad. Okay. I'll have them drive around in circles. And in, like, in your Miata or in their cars? No, in their cars. Oh, okay. front, in their front, like, I yeah. did with a student GTI. Okay. Did a few circles. I was like, all right, lift throttle. And he lifted and I went... <laughs> you pulled their e-brake did, did you yeah. tell them pulled the e-brake and it went whoop oh. and I put it right back down and it's like that's what oversteer feels like congratulations <laughs> <laughs> and now they all have Miatas <laughs> <laughs> and they're like oh that felt weird I'm like yeah but that's I mean that's what over, that's what that's what lift off oversteer is going to feel like it's going right. to feel very similar to this mm-hmm. so when you're on track and you lift off it's going to do that yeah and it's much better for them to learn it like Eight mile an hour versus eighty. Yeah, yeah, because eighty is a lot more detrimental, especially at Road Atlanta. Even like Barber, even AMP, man, it's not fun to mess up anywhere no. unless you're on an autocross. Because if you lift off oversteer in autocross, you hit a cone. You might hit a cone, or if you're in, uh, they don't allow stock Fiestas like SEs. A rollover. They flip. Yeah, they flip yeah. <laughs> if you put like a, a 100 or a 200 on a fi- on a Fiesta hatch. Like a base, like the like Bryce's car, yeah, it'll it it'll flip. Yeah, and I think it's uh, I think it's like minis or something, uh, something else, like a like a club. Fiat, yeah. Fiat, Fiat five hundred. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, the Fiat five hundred bases. Yeah, just yeah, flip right over. But yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, overshoot's fun mm-hmm. in the right environment. Oh, in the right. That environment. reminds me. Speaking of learning a car, if you have a rear wheel drive car, dude, go to a drift day. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Learn learn how to drift. And uh, Eric Olson has talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Who's an instructor with the best? Yeah, fast drivers. Yeah, so Eric is uh, he's an instructor with Jay Zilla, mm-hmm. and he did my uh, check ride. Yeah, he was my first instructor. Really? Mm-hmm. He was my first girlfriend. <laughs> 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 but uh, but I've heard him talk, and I've seen him at drift events in his MR2, which is wild. But that wild. teaches you so much. Because guess what happens at a drift event? You're going 30, maybe, and then you spin. Okay, well, now you know how to dial it back and, you know, how much counter steer to add and how much throttle to add and brake potentially. So you learn. So if you have a rear-wheel drive car, go to a drift event. We need to get him on this or, podcast. That would be very A skid pad because Jayzilla is now, like, if you're not participating in the event mm-hmm. of the HPDE, you can sign up for just a skid pad. That's Which right. is a huge learning experience, yes. by the way. Mm-hmm. Which is really cool. And I highly encourage everyone to go ahead and do skip that. One, it's freaking hilarious. It's a lot of fun. Driving around in a circle at two miles an hour is way more fun than you think it is. And harder. Yeah, and harder than you think it is. So hard. Yeah, if you think you can drive, go on a skip pad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Straight up. I will buy dinner to the first person who's never been on a skip pad and can go around it without spinning out. So, yeah. I will stand by that. Another transition, you pull on the handbrakes when these people didn't know, something you should know, is road knowledge. Area knowledge. Wherever you're going to go, knowledge is key. It's like, imagine if I go to 151. Who's going to be over there waiting for me? Michael Hunter is waiting to shoot me down like the ghost of Myrtle Beach. <laughs> Him and EJ are just sitting there rubbing their hands together like, yes, sitting sir. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't know 151. I, I couldn't even tell you where it's at. The lanes are so narrow. <laughs> 
Dude. And the cliffs are very steep. Very <laughs> steep. But yeah, I, I agree. Road knowledge is... Road knowledge is huge. Study where you're going to go. You, if you're going to the Dragon, for example, dude, speed limit's 30? 30. Right? Yeah. And... That sounds bad, doesn't it? Oh, that sounds really good. Right? <laughs> right? We don't know the speed limit. Right? No, because we never reach we it. We always go slower. Yeah, we yeah. never reach it. Why would we go that fast? Yeah, too many times. I was, yeah, I was driving around that at speed limit. You learn a lot driving around the speed limit, especially with a lot of load on the front tires. Oh, go ahead. I have a thought. No, go ahead. Yeah. You are a thought. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um... If you're, and, and this would be very dangerous to do on track and at autocross because there's other people around you. If you're going for a spear to drive in the mountains mm-hmm. and you want to grow as a driver, you should drive without touching the brakes in a slow pace. Yeah. That is one of the best ways to feel how a car is going to carry momentum. Yeah, is like, don't go like 70 and not touch the brakes and be like, the Haggerty guy said to not touch the brakes and I wreck. No, I'm saying go at a comfortable pace. Obviously, hit the brakes if you're going too fast. Just try to drive without touching the brakes. And it teaches you, A, one of the best rules I learned from Mr. Rob is throttle is as brake or brake is as throttle. The harder you brake, the harder you're going to have to gas coming out. Or the harder you gas going in, the harder you're going to have to brake going in. String method. Yeah. So try driving just without hitting the brakes. And it teaches you weight management. It teaches you timing in the corners. It teaches you a lot about that's driving. How, that's how I learned how to momentum drive. That's literally it. Dude. So I highly recommend twenty eight without touching brakes. And yeah, of course, in the auto. But one, but Wade mentioning one fifty one made me think of that because I took one of my old eight sixes to one fifty one and I did that on the uphill because it's very steep. Not on the downhill. It's impossible. <laughs> that is something. If you can do a one fifty one without touching the brakes on the downhill, <laughs> dude, <laughs> special. I'll get out of cars. I swear, uh, like that'll be hard. But so no, one fifty one because it has so many like odd angle turns going up. And a lot of them are off camber. Mm-hmm. So driving that without brakes taught me a lot about, okay, you know, and also driving without brakes gives you a great starting point because then you can say, okay, I feel comfortable now. I can increase my speed by 5% mm-hmm. and then slowly grow 5%. We, we've talked a lot about driver development. That's one of those things where start by trying to go to the speed limit, not touch your brakes mm-hmm. or around the speed limit, whatever, not touch your brakes to where you're comfortable and grow from there because that is a great starting point. So what I'm hearing right now, this is is kind of what I'm hearing right now. The best modification you can do to your car is yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Driver mod all day. Huh. Yeah. Weird. There's a takeaway from this? (laughs) My takeaway from it is... Get good, scrub. (laughs) By the way, a tune doesn't make you faster. Especially not a Taliban tune. Yeah. But... Cracker pop tune. (laughs) And we've been canceled. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna miss you guys. (laughs) But think of your car as a level, and you're just trying to get that weight right where it needs to be, regardless if you're braking or giving it throttle. Just want to, you know, yeah. you want to be sweet spot. But Doug, I want to bring this up with you, spot. especially since you have front wheel drive, and you're not, I'm not being really, rude, but you do have a bigger car. Uh, it's a big So how does gear difference in your car feel compared to, like, say if you take a turn in second gear compared to third, is it, like, extremely noticeable in that car? Uh, considering the fact that it has 22 pounds of boost, Yes, um, you know the, the boost stuff does does hurt and hinder sometimes. Um, you know, if if you stick your if you try and stay in second gear and doing one of your you know allegedly one of your fast runs yeah. or something like that, you will find yourself constantly having to throttle management, lots of throttle management, especially on corner exit. Um, if you if you basically mat the throttle too early. You will understeer and you will shove wide and you will touch the yellow. Like that RX-7, did they hit that Z32? Yeah. Yes. That was sad. By the way, a lot of people think that Z just messed up. No, that Z was totally not. That RX, that that FB blew that corner. They blew the corner. Which, dude, I've seen, I've shot there before. So many people blew a picnic, which is that corner's name, obviously. Blew it and just smacked. The Z even, even went out like he yeah, went out and tried to oh, dodge cool. it so okay for people that don't know at toge fest unfortunately there was an fbr x7 we don't know if he was affiliated with toge fest we don't know if either of these people were it was rotary rally too, so. yeah but he blew a corner um it was a sharp right hander that he was taking and as he was doing the long left obviously on the other side of the road rx7 blew it smacked that kid and the kid hit a tree the kid in the Z32 hit the tree, and a lot of people think that... Did he hit the tree? Because he yeah. said... He's resting against it. Yeah. yeah. yeah he said Not he like smack at full speed, but, but... He said 
He thinks the damage on the other side is savable. Okay, but there's a picture. It's crazy good timing by 129 photos. Mm -hmm. And it's the Z, and you can see the RX-7 crossing. And the Z has the the Z has the front tire smoking, so he locked up trying to avoid that guy. Yeah. So he went very wide. Yep. He went also, really wide. There's also another picture like what Dylan was saying by 129 photos, uh, where you can physically see the FB hitting the Z. Yeah. It's sad. So always always drive within your limits, guys. That's obviously one of the biggest limits things. Is Please know your limits, and I mean, the whole point of this podcast is to keep you guys safe anyways, because you really don't want to wreck your car, okay? It sucks. A lot of people have had their car for a long time. You don't want to be in an accident or anything like that. And the most important thing, people lose your life. Okay. We, kind, we kind of care about you guys. I know it's weird, but yeah. 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 We're yeah. not a bunch of people that go around and try to Peter Pan you. We care about you. Yeah. Peter Pan you. Peter Pan. Suck yeah. peanut butter. So <laughs> how about we go into our next pro tip? Uh, brakes. We didn't. We haven't talked about. Yeah, make brakes. sure your brake pad will fly out of your rear caliper. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Brakes are an equation. Project Mew. What are you doing? <laughs> so brakes are an equation, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Brakes to me depend on number one how you drive, number two the the platform <laughs> and how you're using it. Because you can't just mat the dang pedal and expect it. To actually break, especially if you're on like factory pads, yeah. it, they're not gonna work like a, a Hawk HP Plus or something. Yeah, they're gonna break, but you're likely gonna lock up. What were you gonna say, Dylan? Thanks, awesome. So brakes are like an equation. You have like what Couch said. So you have pads, you have rotors. You have obviously everyone knows what a brake system looks like, but a lot of people I've seen. Are like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna put a big brake kit on my car because thermal capacity and all, all this other cool stuff, and it's and it looks neat, right? Well, a lot of people will do big brake kits, but they won't like change their fluid, or they won't change their lines, or they think they should only do lines. So all I would recommend, just to make a long story short, is just study brakes, study just what works best, look at what the pros are doing, try to replicate that for what is applicable to your driving. Just because an IMSA C8R runs a eight-piston front brake kit doesn't mean you need to put it on your NB Miata. No one thinks it's cool. It's, it's wild you mention that. So when I was at when I was instructing Miata Reunion, one of my students, bless his heart, had a completely oh. stock, okay, completely oh no. stock. He said, "Bless his heart." <laughs> NB Miata, okay, with fifty thousand miles on the car, with a Will Wood little big brake kit on the front. All right, let me stop on, you there. On four hundred treadwares. And stock power, stock suspension, stock tire size, even, and it's just roll bar and a wheel wood little big. He'll need the roll bar for when he front flips, dude. Yeah. Well, he won't even front flip because he's gonna flat spot his tires. It was he's gonna it, walk up. He just went, and I think it was a later Gen MB that had ABS, which only made it worse because <laughs> it didn't lock up. So it's just <laughs> you're like, I wish it did. Yeah, like I wanted it to lock up solely so the guy understood because he. Wasn't understanding, yeah, what that limit of the car was at all, yep. especially under brakes. It, and so it's just all way over braking the car. Just, I swear the front nose almost touched the ground one time. There's no way it did not. <laughs> was this at Road Atlanta or A and Barber? Oh, at Barber. Oh God, going into five. Just we were going into museum complex, and like he would stand on the brakes and then like throw the wheel in. I thought the back. I thought we were like going, going under the bridge at turn nine. Yeah, like oh, going no. into museum complex. Oh god! And then so like, but he'd be on the brakes as he saw the wheel on that right, left, right, left thing that you're supposed to go straight through. All I can hear is um, the all I can hear is the Mario thing. It's like the because <laughs> he spins. If we didn't tripod, I'd be amazed. Oh, like that's how that's how much this car would dive in. Yeah, and so, like guy was super cool. Like you know, it's his first track day. He's an older gentleman. Super cool dude. Yeah. Don't follow his lead on that one yeah cars <laughs> cars and i say this about brakes but also cars are an equation yeah. right you don't want crazy stiff suspension on stock tires you would probably be safe going with some grippy tires and stock everything else but even then cars are an equation grow the car as a whole i know a lot of people want to throw parts at it and like exhaust doesn't throw out the equation completely but like putting a turbo kit like couch said on like a stock car like that's a terrible idea okay. i met a guy in, at uh in 86 atlanta Many, many years ago, and he had a stock 2015, and he was making 
360 to the wheels on his turbo kit. And I was like, what's next for your car? And he was like, probably a bigger turbo. <laughs> I was like, oh God. I was like, you need a Corvette. It's like going to the gym. And you don't want to go in you don't want to go and just build nothing but bicep. You get some leg day in there. Like, you know. Yeah. It's all about the equation, yeah, man. It's balance. Yeah. So you don't want to it's like the um oh my god, people that play like uh what are the games called? Like Skyrim and stuff like that. You have the pie chart of all your characters' abilities. Yeah. A it's really even pie chart makes for a great playing experience. So I would highly recommend it Max out your sneak and you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> so try doing that with a card. Think of it as like those charts, right? The like the octog octagonal octagonal charts that have the different specs and the different points and all that. Think of one as like tires, brakes, suspension, all that, right? Power, all that. Just spread out the what? Spread out the points. Just try to make it even. That is going to teach you the most about driving. Don't try to put all of your skill points into one skill tree. Unless it's driver mod. It, and that's yeah, a completely and, different tree. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And you should water that thing every day. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the blinds open for it. Definitely yeah. get sun. Put it into a grow house. Oh, greenhouse. I have a fun thing for when and we finish, which I don't know how much yeah. longer the podcast is going to go, but I have a fun thing. Okay. Well, we're almost about to wrap it up anyways. I want to touch on Togafest. I had a really good time with Togafest this year. Um, well, for the spring Togafest, which is the fall. But, wow, what an event. That was insane. I couldn't, unfortunately, I couldn't make it up there in the daytime. I kind of just made my way slowly up there. Uh, I think the earliest we got there was 7.30. Yeah, man showed up <laughs> yeah. way late. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, shout out to everyone that uh, mentioned the podcast. Yeah. yeah. I had yeah. a lot of people come up and mm-hmm. mention the podcast, so thank you yeah. guys. Had a thank few people so come up there mention it. Gave a couple of them a ride along. Yeah. So. Very nice. Thanks for the yeah. business. Toge Taxi. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to say thank you to everybody who behaved themselves. This Toge Fest genuinely felt like, genuinely felt like it was... An old Toger face, Toge fest, like a twenty, Toger. Yeah, Toger. like a twenty fifteen Toge fest, where it's just like super chill. No one's out there trying to be an ego guy. Like it was very, very chill, and just felt kind of like how the dragon used to feel a it lot. It's a lot about hanging out with people, mm-hmm. talking cars, people driving, and honestly, the night runs were fantastic. Like I came up Saturday night after dinner, and. Cowboy store is packed. It just it's yeah. like it felt like a little miniature car oh, show. I couldn't park oh, there. That's cool. Dude, the yeah. parking lot was packed all day. I yeah. couldn't. You couldn't park there. No. <laughs> we sat at Cowboy store Friday night, and it was. Man, we sat there and talked for almost an hour and a half. Dude, I really hope I'm not there to was, fall. There was easy, easily fifty people in the Cowboy mm-hmm. store at like we eight or nine o'clock. Oh yeah. my god! At like nine o'clock, the cars were just parked and hanging out. It was, just, it was literally like a like a night meet, like before you know, slammed enough or whatever. They but, need to bring fitties back for like time it with Toge Fest. I think they, they purposely timed it away, away from, from Toge Fest. <laughs> sure yeah. um, so I have a cool question. Yeah. So I thought about this. So we had a motivational speaker at the conference, right? To like go away from cars for a second. Um, and I thought about this. So I wanted to ask this guy because like he's a very, very influential guy. What? He likes SRT4s, don't Jesus Christ. We killed does. that. Everybody, everybody <laughs> likes an SRT4. Um, but I thought of a question I wanted to ask him and he gave me a really cool response. So I was curious about you guys. And I'm going to make it related to cars, so it's not super boring. Okay. If there's any car person you could have a dinner with, dead or alive, so if they've I if like they this. currently are alive or they've unfortunately passed away, who would it be? And I'm going to start with Doug. I already know who Doug's picking. Dude, that was an easy it's one. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Driver or just car person in general? Any car person. So involved in car culture in some way. They could build lug nut bolts. I man, man drove his stock car in the seventies from North Carolina to California Riverside Raceway and drove it back. That's what Wade's gonna do. With you know how many stories you could hear from that man? That would be pretty cool. Can I have two? No. Oh, I, yeah, I could name ten, but no, one. No, only one. Only, only one. one. And this is like your only chance. After this, they're gone forever. Oh, don't say that. That make me cry. <laughs> I think. I think it's just because it would be cool, and I feel like we would get along really cool. Bobby Unser. And who is that for the people that don't know? Bobby Unser was, he did some indie car stuff. He did Pikes Peak. Um, he's a Pikes Peak winner multiple times. So is his brother. And his granddaughter is actually running a Pikes Peak now, too. So, like, their whole family does Pikes Peak stuff. But anyway, like, he's... <laughs> <laughs> I hate you that so much. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my. 
man can't keep away from his nicotine for an hour. Listen. <laughs> Listen. All right. It is what it anyway, is. Continue. Um, yeah. But like super into aviation and like. Oh, you guys will get along great. Like. Man, like, fell asleep while flying his plane and ended up in California. Like, so he has a really cool Like, that's story. a true story? Yeah. Would oh lay his plane in fields and stuff to use the bathroom. Like, wow. back, this is back in the, you know, 70s, 80s. Was really good friends with Mario Andretti. Weird. Oh, his sons came to the Atlantic Harding night one night. Because, like, at the Andretti's Karting thing in mm-hmm. Kennesaw or Marietta or wherever. Uh, they just showed up one night. Oh, yeah. They, like, cleared the whole place out, which is, like, it's supposed to be for people to enjoy. And they're like, nope, us, leave. Hey, hey, it's a oh, birthday party? Get out. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, um, you three. Not for me. Bye. But yeah, just oh, a genuinely a nice I take. be a genuinely good time just to hang out and talk to him. That'd be cool. That would Fair be cool. What about you, Coach? Uh, I would, I'm going to go with, uh, it's going to be very basic. Probably Ken Block. Damn, that was who I was going to say. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. He's yeah. the only death I've cried over, seriously, when it came to car people. I watched like one of the... Tri- Dude, I was bawling. Oh, yeah. The, uh, was it Donut Media that made the uh, trip? There, yep. were, there, were, there were a couple. Or not Donut Media. I'm sorry. Hoonigan. Um, yes. So Hoonigan did a pretty long one, but there were a couple, you know, like two-minute long ones. Mm-hmm. And just his... <laughs> and I'm not trying to rob couch right here, but um, his view on life and enjoying it uh, really, really hit home. And so that was somebody that, yeah. Well, now I got to think of one before it comes back to me. But so the thing with like that, I would why I would like it to be Ken Block is because all the all the cars that he's drove, there's so much information and knowledge that you could get or just kind of peek at that you can learn so much from. Yeah. And the stories, I mean, the Tesla at Pikes Peak. You got that. Huda Yeah, Huda Pegasus. Which I love that his daughter's going to drive it. That's so yeah. wholesome. She was, did you see the, the carting accident she had? Yep. Yeah. What about you, Wade? I've seen him a few times in person. I've actually not had the opportunity to talk to him verbally, but Randy I've Pope. waved at him. And yeah, it's Randy Pokes. I'd love to just sit down and have dinner with him. Speaking Mainly wholesome. because the more information I find out about Randy, the more unusual car collection he has, even though he just shows up, like I'll just be at an event and you'll see this man. I like he'll do a track day at Road Atlanta and then he'll just walk across to Lanier <laughs> and just go do a drift day. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's su- he's super super pretty nice. cool guy. I would love to sit down and talk to him and just hear his stories. Just sit and listen to him. That's a top five for me. Yeah, yeah. Jason can be so, but they yeah. have to. Yeah. Uh, if it was only one person. Would probably be Carroll Shelby. Ooh. Just the impact he had oh, yeah. on Ameri- on car culture in general. Leia Coca. <laughs> <laughs> but but just to have that type of influence on car culture, it, it, it's very Ken Block esque. It's yeah. I love driving. I'm going to do this professionally, and I'm going to build a brand around it and give back to the people that helped me build this brand originally. It's the same principle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, seeing what he did. Also, one of my favorite movies is Ford versus Ferrari. But I knew about I knew about him a little before then, just because of the Shelby name. Uh, and then I watched that, and I researched more about him and just everything else and everything he did. And that would be something to uh, to just sit down and really pick his brain about just being at Lamar and everything else that he did and everything he accomplished with racing and running a business. Because he's not just a good race car driver; he's a, he was a great business owner. Mm-hmm. So from a lot of different, per- he he would have a lot of different perspectives. Um, so I'd really like to sit down. Have like a pulled pork sandwich with him. I'm, a I'm really surprised. Oh yes. I'm surprised no one said Senna. I was. I, I thought that at first, but then I was like, yeah. Have you seen his interviews? The I mean, language barrier would He's suck. a little blunt. Yeah. Or, or not blunt, pot, like short. Pot, mm-hmm. pot calling the kettle black. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I can I can carry a conversation. No, you can't. He's very like, don't talk to me, and. At least based on what I've seen, and it's not just people like interviewing him right after a race. He just didn't seem to. Well, that's, he didn't. He did not like the publicity yeah. of like paparazzi and stuff. Yeah, but it didn't mean he didn't care. He donated a ton of money back to his home country in prison. Yeah. Well, but not to go too deep into that. But one that was, I'm also surprised I didn't hear was Michael Schumacher. Yeah. I mean, my, we're not massive into F1, though. which was that's my sad. second was Schumacher. Really. I think my second would be Mackay if there was no... I, actually, he speaks great English, but I would just be like, I'm so sorry for embarrassing myself in front of you back in 2015 
because he came to Atlanta mm-hmm. and I like got a picture with him. But dude, I was like shaking and See, being really weird. I, but I was at that event with you and I saw really Nagai. Yeah, I was there. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was there and like I saw. I, I knew like, Austin oh. before I knew Austin. I was like, hey, there's that guy. And I'm like, cool. And I just kept going. I also love what he turned RWB from just like classic Porsches, which it seems like everyone's yeah. doing now. To like these crazy cars that actually get driven hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hard that he wrecked his at Sakuba. It'd be yeah. like that sometimes. Well, you don't have well when you're the guy cars. that builds them, you're like, oh, all the parts are in my garage. Yeah. Well, I the, know how to fix this. Well, the problem is, is like, because, but like all of them are like just hand done. So it's not like, so he's like, I'll just have to remake this now. Yeah. But like, if you know how to shape Play-Doh, yeah. you know how to shape Play-Doh. Yeah. 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 So. DK okay. would be high up on the list too. Yeah. Kichi Suchia? Oh, absolutely. Rob. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Can we just go with a solid yes? <laughs> yeah. Keisha Suchi would be awesome. Yeah. That would be a great one. That'd yep. be a good one. Guys, let us know in the Instagram post. I know you're listening to it on Spotify, but come to our Instagram page. There will be a post. I'm going to ask everybody tonight, anyways, after we do this. Just drop in. Be like, hey, who's your favorite driver? Who would you like to just sit down for dinner with? That would be an interesting time. Just an empty room, just you and the driver. Yep. Whatever restaurant you want, just pop in and just gone. have a. No. Huh? <laughs> But just sit there and just have a conversation. Bucky's buffet. And, and as as long as you want the conversation to be, but once it's done, it's done. You can never talk to him again. Yep. That'd be a good one. And we're going to end it on that. Thank you guys for listening to today. Well, this morning's episode of the Tuggy Hour, if you're listening in the morning. We release 4.30 a.m. every Friday. If you want to listen to us on Spotify, hit that subscribe, follow button on Spotify, too. Leave that awesome review. Austin made a really good point on that. Uh, leaving reviews really helps the uh, podcast itself reach a broader audience. So if you're not seeing this on Instagram or any other social media source, um, if you're seeing on Spotify, we really do appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to us. If you're on a drive, sitting on your uh, treadmill, actually not working out, you're just standing there. <laughs> just staring into the abyss. <laughs> Why don't look at me? Because you made a face. What do you mean? <laughs> He's the target. <laughs> hey, well, that man works out hard. I will. He's getting skinnier. He, he didn't yeah. today. He didn't today. Didn't work out today. I Did also you? wasn't here. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys so much for listening. We're going to be doing some more updates. We'll save the uh, save the toge in our STG86. We have some parts coming in tomorrow. As long as they didn't oh. scam me, which oh. could be a very interesting video. We'll I'll figure out tomorrow at ten thirty. So, um, thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys have a wonderful morning, night, evening, breakfast, lunch, week, dinner. Week, week until next episode. Week. Have a good week. Yep. Have a good week. See you next Friday. And as always. Oh, do you want to say something over there? No. He's, he's leaning. Waiting. He's about to kiss if the you mic. you guys have been listening to all the way to the end of the podcast, something has been said. Very quiet form, a very loud form, or just like a ghost. What? And Austin. it's usually Austin. What? Say it. You have the R. And as always. Keep it in the past. We'll see you next time. Oh, yeah.